Welcome to the Successful Women Rock Podcast Show, where we share insights, experiences, and resources that help women be ready to be unapologetic and unleash the full force and magnificence of who they are. Because successful women rock. Now here's your host, Rhonda Y. Williams. Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Successful Women Rock podcast show. Um, This is episode number nine, Parenting for Greatness. And I'm super excited about our conversation for today. But first, let me tell you a little bit about our sponsor for today. Our sponsor for today is Pause the Emoji. And if you don't know, Pause is living life in the social lane. So if you have not checked them out, if you have not downloaded the free emoji, you can go to pausetheemoji.com and download Pause and see what he's up to. So my name is Rhonda Y. Williams. I'm known as the Dream Life Coach, and I am super excited to be your host for the show. And I'll be facilitating our conversation to, with today uh, with our guest, Ms. Janelle Bailey-Jones. And I'm so, so very excited um, to have you on the show. Welcome to the show, Janelle. Thank you. I appreciate you having me here. I'm excited to be here and be able to share some nuggets with um, parents that are raising these phenomenal kids that's going to be the next generation. Absolutely. Gosh, such um, powerful words when we think about the next generation and intentional parenting. So I'm going to have you tell a little bit about yourself, but I first want to share how we met. Um, because I think that this was just awesome. So um, we actually met over in London and we were both over in London with um, Trevor Otts and Shay Brown and the Black CEO crew and, you know, uh, working with um, Vanessa over there and her team and getting out and spreading some of these jewels and nuggets of information that we like to share uh, with the folks over in London. So uh, we first met there in London I was speaking uh, there in London, and your wonderful, amazing son was uh, a speaker there with us as well. I remember when um, I we were there, and he got up to speak, and I was just, I was just so amazed and proud and excited because he has a presence and he has a message. And he is a deliverer. And you know, that's what it takes, I think, to be successful. And that sounds easier uh, said than it actually is to do. Um, but he had all of that package. So that's where we first met. And I'm, I'm really excited um, that, uh, to still know you and to call you a friend. Um, so Janelle, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, you and who you are and where you're living at? Okay. My name, like she said, is Janelle Jones. I have been in the U.S. Army as an Army officer for 21 years. Um, I love my job because I love people, and I'm a human resource officer, so I deal with people every day, all day. Um, I love children as well, and um, like you just stated, I have two amazing children. My son, who is an international speaker and also a successful day trader, he um, trades in in the stock market is 12 years old um he's been speaking internationally has spoke on three different continents and all over the united states um like rhonda said when she when we met he was speaking in london um we currently still live in europe 
And I also have a daughter. Um, she's eight years old. Her name is Bailey Love Jones. She is also, um, she likes to host. She don't really like to speak on stage, she, but she likes to do like red carpet hosting. She's also a best-selling author and she's an aspiring makeup artist. Oh my gosh. So, I, I mean, that is just amazing. You say, um, you talk about your children and you talk about the things that they're doing almost like it's normal, right? Like she's a best-selling author and, she, oh, and by the way, she's eight, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty fantastic. And then, um, you know, your son is, is an international speaker. And like you said, we met um, in London. And so I want you to sort of back up a little bit and tell us about, you know, tell us about where you're from and, um, and then I want to talk a little bit more about the children and what they're doing. But, but where are you from uh, originally and what puts this drive into you? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, great question. <laughs> I'm originally from Chicago, but I spent most of my time in Indianapolis. I graduated from Ball State University, which is in Muncie, Indiana. Okay. Um, so I'm a Midwest girl. Um, I still do not like the snow, even though people are like, oh, you're used to the cold. No, you never get used to it. Um, <laughs> and I come from a single family household where I have five brothers. I'm the only girl. And I was, you know, I'm kind of like the glue that keeps the family together. Um, you know, if we're going to do family pictures, if we're doing family reunions, it's probably me that's putting it together. I love doing events. I love planning. And like I said, I love people. And so, um, because I grew up with such a, a strong mother and I seen my mother raise all six of us um, and she put herself through nursing school selling Avon. Yeah. She literally would work from 11 to seven in the morning at the LPN. She was a licensed practical nurse. Um, she started off, well, she went to LPN school and she um, started off as an LPN. And so she would work 11 to seven, get off at seven o'clock in the morning and then, um, go to school all day from eight to three. So for me growing up, excuses and why you couldn't do something doesn't even make sense in my world because if she can work an eight hour shift, then turn around and go to school and raise six children, five boys, and we were a handful. Um, you know, I didn't have an excuse why I couldn't do anything. She took that away from me. She demonstrated that with action. And I tell people that all the time. Um, I have to do that same thing for my children. I can't give them a reason to say excuse. I mean, give them excuse to say no or say why they can't do anything or water it down and make it look easy either. It's not easy. It is sacrifice. It is a challenge. Is it fun all the time? No, it's not fun. Um, is it easy? No, it's not easy, but is it worth it? It's definitely worth it. Um, so, you know, my mother laid down the demo for me. So I don't have an excuse why, you know, I can't um, make it. I can't go to hold down a full-time job, go to school full-time, raise kids. And it is a juggling act. But it, like I said, it's a lot of sacrifice, um, a lot of commitment. Um, but it's worth it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I don't believe in doing um, normal stuff, whatever normal is. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so... I'm trying to change the norm for my family. Like you say, um, everybody say, if you don't have a millionaire in your family, you need to become a millionaire for your family. So I'm trying to change that norm and change our patterns and behaviors. Cause I know as I do it, I, um, not only myself, but my children, um, inspire other parents and other kids to do it. And they realize, cause my son plays football, basketball, soccer, my daughter cheer and um, do gymnastics. 
other kids realize they're just like my children. Right. My children are not that special. They're special to me, but they're not doing anything that another child um, that has a parent or has um, the drive and motivation can't do. So it's all attainable. It's just a matter of, you know, you know, what's your child's gift and really um, cultivating their gift. A lot of people be like, oh, I want to put my child in football. Okay, but what about piano or what about, you know, entrepreneurship? You know, you know, we tie so much time and invest so much time in football, basketball, things like that. You, you do the same thing in entrepreneurship. That's all. You know, I'm so glad that you spoke to that because that struck me as I was really thinking about um, this incredible work that you're doing and, and the way that you are doing something. Um, Stephanie's out there. Stephanie said, hello. Hello, Stephanie. Hey, thanks for joining. Um, you are doing something that's really important. And I think, and, and that is you are intentional. Right? This isn't coming by accident. You are taking the steps. You are making the commitment, doing the work, um, because you see this and you have this as a vision. Um, and, and so you were able to rewind all the way back to what your mom is doing as an LPN, raising the six children, um, selling Avon. And even then, so your mom was a bit of an entrepreneur too, right? Because that Avon was probably her business. It was her business, and she put all six kids, all six of her kids, in her business. And we sold Avon, and we literally had shopping carts walking up and down the street delivering Avon. And she was the number one and number two sales rep for two years. No yeah, she put herself through nursing school, and so now she's an RN and she has her own business. So yeah. Wow. So okay. So I had no idea about this. So you guys. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, we are just we are just having a conversation and I am learning along with you guys that, you know, sort of what what creates that internal source that's a fuel source and it goes all the way back oftentimes to what we see when we're young, how we feel about those and to know that you all were um, helping your mom and you were engaged in the business, you were walking up and down the street and then to see her success. Right, because for you, you saw hard work and effort pay off. And she was able to send herself through nursing school. She got her RN and, and continued to be at the top of her business. And gosh, that's huge and that's powerful. And so, so as you then brought this into your own life and you decide, so let me go, just rewind back. Okay, so you're a young woman and you you have your first you're having your first child mm -hmm. in your brain was it there i'm gonna raise him as an entrepreneur was that like an immediate thought for you or did that develop over time it actually i think subconsciously it was there and i didn't realize it because it was funny back in 2009 i made a post on facebook you know how facebook give you your pop-ups um and in 2009, when my son was about two years old, I wrote that he would be an entrepreneur and the name of the business was called Keeping Up With The Joneses. It was a multi, uh, multi-million dollar business. I said he was a, uh, a author, a speaker, all this, everything that he's doing now, I put that in the post in 2009. But I didn't say, oh, okay, this is gonna be the track and this is what he's gonna do because I never believe in making your kids do something. Right. So 
funny that, you know, most of this stuff has actually came to pass, him being a speaker, being an author. And even when he wanted to become a speaker, I didn't take him seriously, even though I had wrote that years ago. Mm-hmm. So it, it's funny how things, you know, you put things into the universe and you don't even know that maybe I was guiding him that way without intentionally guiding him that way. Because you know? yeah. I was like, who can speak? Because, you know, he saw Les Brown. And so he was like, oh, mom, that's what I want to do. And he knew exactly at that moment when he saw Les Brown speak in person that that's what he wanted to do. But I didn't take him seriously. And he went home every day. And at this time, at this time he's eight. He was coming home every day after football practice, making these horrible YouTube videos. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> don't put that out. <laughs> he, he was consistent and he was dedicated. So when I seen his dedication, I was like, oh, there's no way I cannot support my baby. I mean, he's going to get better with time. So we just got to, you know, put some work and effort into it. <laughs> we just got to go with it, right? <laughs> yeah, he's dedicated. <laughs> if, he, if you like it, I love it, right? <laughs> so, so that's awesome. What I love about what you said is something that's so true. And so we're sort of delving and we're going to get back on track, guys. But you said that it was in your subconscious mind and you may not have even realized it. But it's so interesting that so much of actually what we do is actually driven by the subconscious mind, even without us knowing it. So the conscious mind is that thing that drives us crazy. It thinks all the time. It won't stop thinking. It won't turn off. But the programming that drives us is actually living in the subconscious mind, which is why most people don't find it um, that it's not easy to break a habit. Right. Why is it not easy to break a habit? Because in your mind, you're saying, I don't want to do this anymore. However, the programming is so deep and so intricate in your subconscious mind that you can't just flip it off. And so you had that subconscious programming uh, down. And so I think that that part is awesome. So so tell us a little bit now again, just sort of refresh us again on. So um, you've got the truth. And tell us a little bit about, tell us who he is and recap for us again what he's doing and what his projects are. And then tell us a little bit again about your daughter too, because I I find her fascinating too. I need to find her work and keep up with that. Okay, sure. So my son's name is Kristen The Truth Jones. He goes by The Truth. And he got that name out of, um, he wrote his first book and that's how he got his nickname, The Truth, was from a bullying incident that he dealt with. He was getting bullied on the football field by his teammates. And of course, you know, he's a, um, he's square at the end of the day. He's square. (laughs) And, you know, coming from a military family and a background, we moved to Florida from Kentucky and the kids there are completely different. And so um, most of the kids come from real, you know, they come from the neighborhood. He wasn't used to the neighborhood kids. And so, you know, he speaks really proper. And so they just automatically felt his energy and knew he was different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes when, you know, kids are intimidated because you are different. And it's not just because he spoke proper. Um, he actually was shining on the football field as well. And so, um, you know, they were trying to um, bully him, bully him and trying to um, intimidate him. And so he actually ended up writing his first book because, um He actually preferred to read over doing anything. And it's funny, even with his reading, um, you know, I try to put him on a punishment and he likes to read. And I hear him in his room laughing and he's reading a book. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, (laughs) 
trying to read. <laughs> you know, like whatever. I just pick up a book and do what I do. You know, so um, that's kind of awesome. That he got started was, you know, he wrote about his first experience about bullying, and then I actually had the vision to actually get the book published because when I actually read it myself, because he was just writing down a journal, basically he was journaling about what was going on on the football field, and I was like, hey, this is actually a pretty good book, and not only for yourself, it's bigger than you. How many people can you impact? Because at the end of the day, that's truly for us what success is. It's really about making an impact and um, how many lives you can touch and how many lives can you um, change and how many people you can help. And so um, he was embarrassed and he really didn't want to publish the book. But, you know, once I broke it down to him and told him that it's bigger than you, you, know, you never know who life you're going to save, who life um, who you're going to encourage to speak out and stop bullying or maybe get some of the bullies to read the book and they actually stop and realize the impact that they're having on somebody's mental, spiritual and physical health. Um, so, you know, it's bigger than you. And so that's kind of how he got started. So, again, he's a, a best-selling international author. He has uh, published three books. He actually has a new book coming out where he um, he and Bailey are co-authors of an anthology. So they're the visionaries for that book. And it's called Truth Playmakers, um, 17 and under. It's all phenomenal kids, all African-American children, actually, um, under the age of 17. And it's called Brilliant, Black, Bold, and Built for Success. And so that's coming out June 23rd. So we're really excited about that book because the other kids in that book are phenomenal and they're from all over the country. Um, and he's also a, a successful day trader. He trades in the, in the stock market. He, you know, he had his own podcast. He's um, worked red carpet. Um, he's been on local TV. He was um, 2018 Black Enterprise, 2018 um, Small Business um, um, Teampreneur of the Year nominee last year. Um, he's had quite a bit of uh, a lot of wins, a lot of successes, but also a lot of failures. Mm -hmm. um, in his little short entrepreneurship life, he's, he started when he was eight and he's 12 now. So he's been in the game for four years and um, he's living, learning, growing, and I'm just here to support him. Have a question or comment for Rhonda? She'd love to hear from you. You can text Rhonda personally at 469-304-9970. And now back to our show. It is so awesome. His resume, his portfolio already is like bananas. I mean, you've got people that's been out there trying and trying and trying for, for years um, to, you know, to be successful and even to get to the level that he's gotten. And then, and he, one of the things that struck me about meeting him was he's so cool, right? He's so down to earth and he's like got it all together. And it doesn't, the moment doesn't seem too big for him. He doesn't look like he's someone who's self-centered or he just seems very grounded and very sweet. And, um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the amazing, wonderful mom that is sitting in front of me. So um, I want to thank you so much. I, 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 you know, you probably, you may or may not hear this enough, but your intentional um, guidance of him is just something that, as you said, is impactful. So not only for him, but for so many other moms and grandmoms and who are going, how do I get my kids in to help 
to set them up to be successful. So um, that's amazing. And that's awesome. And the truth is awesome. I just love him. I'm you just tell him I'm a huge fan. So if he needs a cheerleader out there. I'm definitely the girl. So, so tell us about your little girl now. Okay. Her name is Bailey Love Jones. Miss Bailey is a talker, which is a blessing because Mrs. Bailey was born deaf in both ears and we never had any surgery or anything. And by the grace of God, her holes, cause she literally didn't have any holes in the side of her ears. And I forget what the technical term is called. But, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it was like a little prick. They couldn't even test her because to see what she could and couldn't hear because there was nothing there. Was nothing. And by the grace of God, that little hole slowly over the, her first three years of life ended up opening. And it's still really, really small. But um, she can hear perfectly fine now. And um, wow. And so she loves to talk. So we always kind of tease her. And just, let, me just, let, let me just let you know that Stephanie out there says, LOL, I'm a fan as well. And this is very impressive and gives her joy. So <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. People already. Yeah, absolutely. Continue. Yeah. So Miss Bailey's a talker. So we say she is making up for that lost time for the first three years of her life where she, you know, couldn't talk or couldn't hear anything. And so um, because she loves to talk, um, she wants to be a host. And so Kristen and Bailey are hosting Truth Playmakers, which is a award show for African-American children under the age of 17 in Atlanta this June on um, June 23rd. It's going to be at the gathering spot, which is also an African-American owned facility. Um, their clothes are designed by African-American um, business entrepreneurs, designers, everything is black on black on black. And so we're just really excited to bring these phenomenal kids together. Bailey is going to be working the red carpet as a host oh. on the red carpet. And um, hopefully they can get through and make it through her interview. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be awesome. I know it. <laughs> yeah. But she has a lot of personality where she's the opposite of Kristen. Kristen's very humble, very quiet, very laid back. Bailey has a lot of energy, a lot of personality. And so it's actually funny to see them together. And so, yeah, so Bailey, uh, it, well, she's not an international best-selling author, but she is a best-selling author. The name of her book is called Bailey, the Self-Love Princess. And she speaks on self-love because as parents, we assume our children love themselves. Ooh. And we believe, and it ties in with Kristen, that's where a lot of that bullying comes from. The kids, not only do they, they can't love anybody else because they don't love themselves. And so, um, and that's where a lot of the killings and the shootings and so much hate comes from the lack of self-love. And as parents, we assume our children love themselves. And we ask them all the time, you love mommy, you love daddy, you love your brother, but we never really teach them to love themselves. And even as women, we struggle with that after you maybe went through some dead beats and some people that you probably shouldn't have hooked up with and you realize, you know, had I really truly loved myself and respected myself, the way I do now, then those relationships or those things wouldn't have happened. So her book focuses on self-love and it's just a quick picture book. But at the end, she tells that, you know, she, she says, Hey, name 10 reasons why you should love yourself. Go. And a lot of people can't do it. Can't do it. So it's really amazing. Um, of, you know, the, 
the information we get and the feedback we get from a lot of parents um, and their children and the, you know, the spin on it, to think that we, yeah, we do tell them to pretty much love everybody and we never tell them to love themselves. And so, and that's something we need to focus on is having our children first love themselves. Well, and you know, gosh, Janelle, that's such an important point because I, I honestly, now I'm sort of accessing my memory banks here. I cannot ever recall being told to love myself. Mm-hmm. I can't. So if you're out there and you're listening to this or either listening to it on the recording, as think back to when you were a young child. How many times or how often or if ever did you hear someone say to love yourself? It's such an important point. And by you being intentional again and teaching that, oh my gosh, that's going to go um, such a long way because as I talk to women, many of the relationships they're in, even when they gather a relationship that's not a positive relationship, they're mourning. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's over. And, and I'm thinking, okay, let's rewind for a minute. What did you love about that relationship? Because it didn't sound too great from where I'm sitting. Maybe it was great for you, but sometimes we fall in love with the thought of something, right? And that thought or the image of it, or, you know, um, oftentimes it's just not reality. So I love that she is at her age talking about and teaching others to focus on self-love because as women, as you said right now, we're having to rewrite that script. We're having to redo that movie because we don't exactly know what that is. And that's a lot of what we're going to talk about when we do our cruise in October. But I think that you've got Truth who's eight now and Bailey, or who's 12 now and Bailey who's eight. And they're hosting this upcoming event in Atlanta, um, Truth Playmakers. And I just, I can't even imagine what that's going to be like. I feel like I need to be there just so that I can do a little bit of interviewing of them. It's like, you guys rock. It's so awesome. Um, and so, so as you think about where they are, how is this on you? How does this fall on you in terms of your um, commitment? And, and do you, are you having to give up a lot of Janelle time in order to help make this happen? I wouldn't say I give up a lot of Janelle's time. I did give up my coaching businesses. I am a, a coach as well. I'm a certified John Maxwell coach, speaker, and trainer. And I could not, because when Kristen started at eight years old, he was so young. You know, when usually coaching clients, they're coming to you with, you know, corporate experience, a degree, or they have already been in business for a couple of years where he was coming to me at eight years old. And I had to start, you know, from the very bottom of just explaining, you know, just terminology and what it means and, you know, branding and imaging and, you know, everything. So there is no way I could coach and coach him at the same time because something was going to come up short, whether it be my clients or my child. And that's not a good payoff for my clients or my child. So. I kind of wrapped up my coaching sessions and then just really start focusing on him. So I said, if I'm going to spend my time coaching somebody, let my child be my, um, 
my portfolio. You know, let him be the one when people say, oh, who coached you or how did you get here? Did he know he go back and speak? Then when I go back out and start coaching, you know, I can, you know, point to at the time it was just Kristen. But now literally Bailey came to me on her eighth birthday this year and told me she wanted to open up a brokerage account and she's ready to be a CEO. So, (laughs) oh, my gosh. Oh, that is just awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't give up a lot of Janelle time because my time is their time. We spend a lot of time together, but um, I was blessed to have a nanny. And so I could still go out of town and do my girl trips and still do Janelle. And, you know, she can take the kids and kind of get them out my face and do what we need to do. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I don't really give up Janelle's time. and okay. yeah, so it, it is a sacrifice. I did give up my coaching business, but my personal time, I still have enough time to go out of town or do whatever it is I want to do. That is awesome. So let me just ask this, um, Janelle, how did, how did trading come into the picture? Did they, did, did, uh, Christian just decided he wanted to stock trade or how, or is there someone in the family that's a stock trader? I was into stocks and trading a little bit, but not doing it like full time as, you know, but, you know, it is uh, extra income. However, um, he actually saw a little boy out of Chicago who was 14 years old and he had made $50,000 in the course of three years, mostly in Nike stock. And um, Kristen saw that interview and really wanted to get into the stock market and learn how to trade. And then he actually went off and was doing his own research on YouTube. And when I came home one day, he was like, Mom, can we open up a brokerage account? I'm like, oh, this little joker actually been doing some homework. Okay. (laughs) Again, I sat down with him and started teaching him what I knew. But I could only go to a certain point because this is not... Uh, you know, it's so much to learn and there's so many different ways to trade in the stock market too. People think you just have to buy stock and hold them. No, you can trade and make money within, you can make thousands of dollars in like 10 minutes. You get in, you buy stock, you get in, you turn around and you sell it. It's called day trading. And so um, I hooked him up with a coach and they got him a little bit more experience, um, a little bit more knowledgeable on day trading. And he's kind of been day trading. He actually teaches an online class. Um, he's actually taught um, students here. We currently still live in Europe. He's taught students over here because um, we are U.S. citizens, so we're not, um, we don't, we live in Europe right now because I'm in the military, like I stated earlier, but we're actually on our way back to the States. And so Truth Playmakers, his award show is actually, the mission is to go back and teach inner city youth how to trade or invest in the stock market. So um, it's a it's a way to raise funds and money so then he can actually go on a tour and teach inner city youth that don't have the money and the funds to, um, you know, take his classes online um, and just kind of, you know, plant those seeds. Um, they might not stop, you know, start investing, but they know about it. And so when they're ready and when the time is right, they at least have enough knowledge. And his other kind of like people that he's kind of targeting are the kids that are really have the potential to go to D1 schools and maybe become professional athletes. You start planting those seeds now and at least they have some vocabulary and have a little bit of knowledge. So if they do go to the next level and play professionally in any sport, um, 
they actually have a little bit control and, and know a little bit of something about financing and money and they can ask the really important questions and maybe not get taken advantage of. Are you tired of being held back by unrelenting judgment of others? Are you ready to build confidence and release the fear standing in the way of your purpose? At the Society of Successful Women, we have one goal, to help you achieve yours. Visit thesocietyofsuccessfulwomen.com to request your interview today. Now, back to the show. So Stephanie's out there like, oh my gosh, I'm loving this. She's like, you're an amazing mom. Your children are amazing. I love it all. And and that's how I, I'm so glad that you are feeling me, Stephanie, because that's how I was. And, you know, I sit in the background a lot and I just see things on Facebook and I, all the time I'm thinking, I've got to get Janelle on my show because she is a successful mom who rocks. That is what this is all about. That is what Successful Women Rocks is all about. It's about giving you the tools, resources, the inspiration, the motivation, sharing stories. There is nothing more powerful um, than a story and um, your and what your kids are doing. And they are just rocking out right now. And one of the things I'm hearing um, from you as you're speaking is about these multiple streams of revenue that Truth is building, right? Yeah. So he's got... He's got his teaching that he's doing. He's got, you know, the award show going and he's got his day trading going and he's got his other speaking going. And so he's got multiple streams of revenue already. Um, does he does he fully grasp the, the bigness of this and what he's doing? I don't think he grabs the, like when he went on TV last year, he had a media coach because people always like, how did they do this? How did they do that? I get, if I don't know something, I get coaches for everything. I know that. (laughs) Yes. I get receipts on the coaches, but I get coaches. So go get the receipts first. But um, he had a media coach last, um, last year and, you know, she was interviewing him. They were doing a live before he was actually about to go on TV and this was his second TV interview on the same day. And she asked him how he felt. And he was like, oh, this is just what I do. You know, he was just so <laughs> calm and cool. So I guess because he's been doing it since he was eight, it is everyday business for him. So he doesn't, I don't think he gets the, the understanding of that, but he does understand the, the of generating um, different revenue streams and making money. And it's funny because even though he makes a lot of money and he's success, he is successful, um, he doesn't care about the money. Like he'll just have money, hundreds of dollars just laying around the house. Anybody can come in the house, steal it. As a matter of fact, his sister takes his money all the time and he just really don't care. But he he's conscious of making it. But once he makes it, he's just like, okay, whatever. Well, and that's a very powerful thing too, because they say, don't focus on the money, right? Focus on the outcome, focus on your passion and the money will flow. He'll get to a point where he's tightening up on that money a little bit more, <laughs> I'm sure, and it's not laying around so much and that sort of thing. But I think that that all of that is um, is awesome. I also love the fact that he's going to be so well-rounded, right? He's not going to be just one thing. And so that's going to serve him um, very well. And for, for Bailey as well, it's going to serve them both really well that they have such um, a wide skill set that they can do different things. Um, do you see, because, you know, I want to focus on her for a minute being a, a, a little girl. 
Mm-hmm. And you sort of see her confidence blooming because as women, that's another thing we sometimes struggle with is the confidence to really put ourselves out there. Oh my gosh, my hair isn't right. My feet isn't right. My hips are too big. My this and I, I don't talk right and I stutter and all of this. Do you find, mm-hmm. do you see confidence blossoming in her? Oh, definitely. Um, and I have this thing. I started it with Kristen and I do it with Bailey as well. But Kristen, our thing was, I used to tell him all the time, starting at probably about one, I was like, um, you have greatness inside of you. And then I would tell him, what do I expect from you? He'll say greatness. And we say it every day, all day, multiple times. So not just like in the morning, just all day. And Bailey, I do the same thing for her, especially being a little girl. And that's kind of where we kind of got the little love thing. And of course, like I said, her name is Bailey Love Jones. That truly is her name. Um, <laughs> I'm like, you really don't name her that? I'm like, love is God's number one commandment. So why not? Yeah. Um, so her thing is she looks herself in the eye and she has to say every day, at least a hundred times in the morning, a hundred times before she goes to bed, I love you. I love you. And she's look, looking in the mirror and looking herself in the eye, telling herself this because you believe the story that you tell yourself. Mm-hmm. Somebody else can tell you you're pretty a thousand times and you might not believe them. But if you tell yourself you're pretty, you're going to believe it. Or if you tell yourself you're ugly, you believe it. So you believe the story that plays in your head. Exactly. So if her story that's playing in her head is that she loves herself, her confidence is off the charts and she loves being unique. She loves being a unicorn. Um, yeah, she's very comfortable in her own skin. Let's say that. <laughs> I love that. That's so great because it's just something that's not, um, it doesn't come natural to all of us. And we don't all have parents like you that can teach us that and, and, you know, um, help us really accept who we are so that we can stand in our power and stand in our truth and really be passionate and purposeful um, about life. So I love, man, I can't imagine what her, listen, if at that age I was telling myself, listen, I think I'm something now, but if at that age I was in the mirror talking about, I love myself, I love myself. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to fit into this room. My head might be a little big or something. Confidence is definitely at an all-time high. And it really started, too, with she went to school. She's about, I think she was four years old. She was in preschool. She wore natural hair. And, you know, as African-American women trying to figure out what products work with our hair. And her hair was looking good in the morning. (laughs) Dried up. And she took a nap. And that thing was all matted. (laughs) And some kids teased her about her hair. And she, you know, she got upset. And, you know, so... The next day, from there on, I made her wear her natural hair out, though, and made her fall in love with her natural hair. And that's what made me go natural, because I'm like, I'm telling her to go natural and love her natural hair, but I'm over here with a perm. So, of course, Mama had to flip the script and go natural as well. So, Wow. Good for you. I I think that's awesome. Uh, Stephanie said that's a game changer. And so many people talk uh, about it, but you're actually doing it. And I think that that's what what makes this different. And I think what you are doing with them being so intentional, like you said, backing up all the way to the point where they were one years old saying, I expect greatness from you. There's greatness within you. Those little words matter. Research out there tells us that those early years between age one and between age seven are the most formative years in a child's life. And the words that are spoken to them, the emotion that they see Um, how others uh, react around them and 
um, and interact with them um, really helped to shape and form a lot of their foundation. And even then 20 years later, when they don't realize what's driving some of the behaviors, they have some negative things that they want to change about themselves. Many times you can trace it all the way back to what happened between ages one to, to seven. So that story that you are teaching them to tell themselves is powerful. It really is very powerful. I know I can tell myself some stories and I know better, but every now and then I start telling myself a story and I'm like, er, okay, stop, hold on. Cause this is a, and you know, you can tell yourself a great story now and, and, and you done added the characters and what it looked like and what it feel like and who's probably doing what. And they probably think, and you know what? I know they must be. And before you know it, you are down the road in this point in your own head. None of this has even happened, right? You're in your own head. All up in your head. <laughs> and it sounds good and it feels good to you at the moment, but it's not serving you well if the story is not a positive one. So um, I love all of that. You know, as we um, move, one of the things that um, you have in here, and you've touched on it a little bit, is um, investing in your kids and, and, and the importance of that. And you've shown that also by talking about the coaching, right? If you don't know something or you're not confident, you go get a coach. And that's another thing that you're teaching them. Don't feel like you need to know it all. Go get help and support. Yeah. And I think a lot of their confidence comes from that because, you know, I allow them to fail. I let them see me fail because we, we do it all the time. So it's natural. It's normal. And so, you know, you get out of a habit of being scared to fail or being embarrassed about messing up. Uh, we actually applaud each other and give each other high fives when we mess up and we fail. We're like, okay, how can we make it better? You know, you try again. And so we actually hype it up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my parenting style comes from, it comes from two different things. One, I wish I would have had a parent like me because I think I'm the bomb now. I can imagine if I would have had some parents, like my mother showed me and I don't take anything from her. But when you asked me earlier about, about sacrificing for us, because she was raising six kids, a single mom, five boys, we stayed in and out of juvenile. We were bad. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> She sacrificed her time with us. And so we didn't have that time and we didn't have anybody pouring into us. You know, we all play sports. She didn't come to our sports and our games and stuff like that. And I was a top athlete. And I was like, I know if I would have had somebody support me because when I got to high school, I kind of was like, I still went to college on a track scholarship, but it wasn't no love. It wasn't any passion. I was doing it off natural talent. I never had a coach. And I know if I would have had support in a coach, I know I was running Olympic times. I know I would have went to the Olympics. Wow. They were even calling me. My mother's like, well, I don't have any money. And so it, the support wasn't there. And I was like, so when I got a chance to be a parent and had kids, oh, I'm supporting mom. What you doing? We, we double dutching this week. I'm supporting. I'm, I'm there. What we, we need a coach. What we need to do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And those experiences um, stay with us, but they teach us. If we yeah. use them properly, you know, you can use experiences like that and um, you can lean on those as a crutch and say why you couldn't do this or, but like you said, she really took those excuses away. And so you took that information and you decided to apply it to your life and, and pour that into your children. And I, I think that that's outstanding. So as we get ready to wrap up, uh, we've talked about quite a few things, but share some key takeaways that you want any woman, any parent, any grandparent listening. What would be your key takeaways for them? I would say my number one key takeaway, and it's easy to say and a little bit harder to do, 
and it seemed like it wouldn't be um, hard to do, but it is, is stop taking our children for granted. And that's a when I said I had two reasons why I kind of parent the way I do. The second one is I lost my oldest two children. Now it was a natural, they had a blood disease. They were um, identical twins mm. and they passed away due to twin to twin transfusion where one was getting too much blood. Another one wasn't getting enough blood um, when I was pregnant with them. However, we take our kids for granted and we never know if we're going to be here to see them into adulthood. And that's why I plant these seeds now into my children. If something should to happen to me and then maybe I don't pass away, but maybe I just end up in a nursing home and I have a stroke or I can't physically do something. You just never know um, what life holds for us. I've already planted that seed where even if my kids were to, you know, get access to my money or somebody, you know, another another family member raise them and take all the money, they know how to go out and create wealth, not money, but wealth. And so I planted those seeds in them. And also the other thing is what our, our kids are going to repeat what we're doing. Right. And so the way I raise my children, I know they're going to raise my grandchildren a lot like they were raised. And so I'm I'm breaking those generational curses that that mindset of we can't we you know all these excuses about why we can't and letting things get in your way and the other thing I would say is don't let money factor into a decision and I always tell my children it's never about the money and how much it costs it's the value um his first investment stock class was $25,000 that's a brand new car for a lot of people right and most people would have got shook out their boots. $25,000, you're tripping. But guess what? He going to make that 10 times, really 100 times over easily. And not only him, but now he can teach his sister. He can teach his children. He teaches grandchildren. So I gave them something that's going to grow and continue to grow and break the generational curse, which is to learn how to invest. So you're investing in your future in a different way. And that little $25,000 I spent back in 2000. 14, I think 2016 um, is a drop in the bucket. He didn't got that back over 10 times over. That's, that's too easy. But you know, so don't think about the cost. Think about the value when your kids are asking you for something, but um, make sure you're there to um, nurture it as well. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Great advice because so many times we are very short sighted in terms of looking at the money. Now, granted, it's often because where you're sitting at that moment, it feels overwhelming. If someone were to come to you and say, hey, I'm going to take this class for $25,000, you're thinking, listen, I'm trying to get $500 for the rent next week, right? Yeah. But as parents, I think we have to continue to push the envelope and ask ourselves, how can we? Not why we can't. How can I? Okay, how can I do this? Do they have a payment plan? Can we, you know, put a down payment and make uh, over time? Can we save up for it and say, let's shoot a goal and have you take that class in six months or whatever it is. But instead of just coming out saying, no, this is unattainable for us. And that, that also plants a seed to say, we can do anything we want to do. You know, it is within our power. Abundance is a birthright and we can do that. So I want to thank you so much for being here and leading us through this discussion in a way that causes all of us to really think about the seeds we're sowing um, into our children and, and what's going to take root based on those seeds that we sow into both our children and our grandchildren. Stephanie's been right out there with us. She said, oh my gosh, break the generational curse. 
that's that's growth. And and this conversation has been amazing. So um, thank you so much for joining us. It has been awesome having you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you taking the time to let me brag on my babies and talk about us and our journey. And I hope that, you know, we'll be able to touch some people and impact some people that go back and watch the replay or watch this later. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, for everyone else out there, before we wrap up really quickly, most of you know that we've been talking about our upcoming cruise, Successful Women Rock Cruise. It's a healing and a lifestyle design cruise. We're going to take care of that self-love that we've talked a little bit about. We're going to touch on emotional and spiritual well-being. We're going to talk about the importance of wellness, mental and physical, just holistic wellness. And we're going to talk about designing, intentional design of a life you love. So we're going to help you transition from that life you live to the life you love. If you've not registered, you can go to SuccessfulWomenRockRetreats.com, SuccessfulWomenRockRetreats.com, and you can secure your spot for simply a $100 deposit. Um, so go register. When the spaces are gone, they're all gone. So everyone out there, I want to thank you so much for joining, whether you're watching live or you're going to tune into the replay, um, because it's really important that we know it's really not about the information that matters. It's what you do with the information that matters. So what are you going to do differently starting tomorrow based on what you heard Janelle say today, based on the results that she's seeing in her amazing children and the results that they're seeing in their lives. And in fact, now how they are changing lives and touching lives. So it just continues to go downhill. It's an amazing domino effect. So until next time, continue taking the steps that you need to live your most amazing life. And we will see you on the next Successful Women Rock podcast show. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook at Successful Women Rock to check out past shows and share show ideas. And remember to join our Successful Women Rock Facebook group. Until next time, continue all that you do to rock your life. See you on the next show.